We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome, welcome all. It is President's Day. Many of you enjoying the day off. Maybe browsing through the President's Day sales. Or, just like me, you are working and tuned in to WBEN. Happy, happy you are along today. It is Joe Beamer in for the legend Sandy Beach, who is taking this va- this vacation day or holiday off. He will be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. And for the texter that just texted in, oh no, the good news for that texter is I'm not here Friday. So this is the only day this week you have to hear me as I will be in Richmond, Virginia, over the weekend, celebrating my grandmother's 95th birthday. Can't wait for that. All right, so how was everyone's weekend? A little cold on Friday, right? Uh, One to stay in, have the heat as high as you could have it. I was walking, um, walking the dog on Friday, and all I could think of was, we went through an entire month of this? That was only five years ago that all of February was like Friday. I could barely make it through Friday. I can't believe we had an entire month just like that. It's funny how quickly you adapt and how unquickly you forget. Because if it's colder than 30 now, I'm definitely feeling it. But I hope everyone had a good weekend. Yes, Friday was Valentine's Day. You heard me talking about that on the Friday show. Hope everyone was able to enjoy it with that special someone. Or for our single friends out there, hopefully you're not as unsatisfied with the single scene in Buffalo as many are. Channel 7 did that story on Friday. Less than 12% of single people in Buffalo 
say that Buffalo is desirable for singles. Interesting, interesting news. Maybe I'll do a, an hour or so on that in the future and get the, uh, get the pulse of the people, right? But one thing I was thinking, now, my Valentine's Day, we had a very relaxed, stayed in, laid low. It was great. It was awesome. We uh, ordered some food. We watched two movies. It was, it was nice. It was nice to just relax, not be stressed out on how dinner was going to be. Do I have, any, do I have anything? How's my hair? How do I look? No, no. Just stayed in. And one thing I thought, and this might be the child in me, maybe I need to mature a little bit, but there's one thing on almost every menu, not only in Buffalo, but in the United States of America, almost every restaurant has one thing on their menu, and that's chicken fingers. Now, here in Buffalo, we like to throw the chicken fingers in hot sauce. Uh, other places, you have them plain, and you dip them in honey mustard, or barbecue sauce, or ranch, or even blue cheese. And, okay, it might be childish to order a basket of chicken fingers, you know, when you're at a steakhouse, or at a place that is a little more, you know, ooh, I had to wear a tie, I buttoned up a little... But here's one thing you'll always know about chicken fingers. And I know this is the weirdest thing to start a show off with. But one thing you'll always notice about chicken fingers, they're pretty consistent. No matter where I get chicken fingers, 98% of the time, they're good. I'm not risking it and having a dry burger or a bad steak or whatever else you've been disappointed with. You get loaded nachos and there's two ingredients on it. Chicken fingers almost never disappoint no matter where you go. And I remember that on Friday, I had a chicken finger wrap and it was delicious. And then I think back to all the times I go out for Virginia Tech games or other sporting events to sports bars. What's the one thing I have never been disappointed with? It's wherever I am. And it's their chicken fingers. Now, for me, this is very un-Buffalo of me. I prefer plain fingers, honey mustard. Friendlies that used to be across the street had really good chicken fingers and honey mustard dressing. So I thought I'd share that to open the show. How, you know, no matter where you go, say you're at a place, you had a bad experience with one of their menu items last time. Maybe get the chicken finger basket. It almost never disappoints. And yes, that's literally what was on top of my mind going into this show. That's not the topic, though. Don't worry. We are going to jump around today. But the first thing I want to cover or talk to you about this President's Day morning is the convention center. Yes, it was in the news last week, still on the top of many minds. And I have to say, I think I'm starting to come around on the convention center. Maybe not 100% what the plan is, but I'm starting to change my mind after reading an article from two years ago 
We will talk to you about that. I also want to address one of the text messages on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. We will do that when we come back. It's President's Day. It's Joe Beamer with you. Hope you're having a great morning here on News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Joe Beamer with you in for Sandy Beach here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Sandy will be back tomorrow. Don't you worry. Now, before the break, I was talking about chicken fingers. And before we get into the topic, another thing I'd like to mention real quick. Um, this morning, Brendan Keeney had a story on presidents and things you might not know about presidents. Um, not sure you heard that. If you didn't, we'll play it for you real quick. Someone on the text board, not too happy with one of the facts in this rap. So here's the rap from Brendan Keeney, and then we're going to address something real quick because it is President's Day. So why not have a little bit of a history lesson while we go along the show? History, for me in high school and in college, um, history was not a strong point once it was history outside of the United States. But one thing I always enjoyed was United States history, United States government class, one of my favorite classes in high school. So if it's something that happened outside the United States, you're going to stump me on it. I'm not too good. But with the United States, even with geography within the United States, I, I think I'm pretty good at that. Um, so I... I love having a little U.S. history lesson on President's Day. So here's the rap we're talking about, and then the text message after this played. We'll explain it to you. As we honor our presidents on President's Day, a holiday that was instituted in 1971, I wanted to explore some of the craziest presidential facts since George Washington first took office in April of 1789. And these facts are all courtesy of 247wallstreet.com. So let's begin with our first president. Despite the ages-old rumor that Washington's teeth were made out of wood, that is actually not the case, but in fact a combination of several materials, including animal teeth and lead. John Quincy Adams would often skinny dip in the Potomac River, and one time a journalist sat on his clothes until he agreed to an interview. Millard Fillmore did not have a vice president during his term. Grover Cleveland's adopted daughter eventually became his wife, and Harry Truman was the only president of the 20th century to have never attended college. But my favorite is something almost impossible to believe. John Tyler, the 10th president of the United States, who was born in 1790 and died in 1862, still has two living grandchildren, yes, grandchildren, at least as of January of last year. I spoke to UB professor James Campbell and asked him about his favorite presidents. I would have to say probably Abraham Lincoln because he led the nation through its toughest period. He basically saved our country. I think Franklin Roosevelt would be uh, right up there at the top, again, going through a period of crisis. I don't think any discussion of great presidents would be complete without the name of George Washington, because he set a lot of the precedents for how presidency should be conducted. Brendan Keeney, WBEN.com News. All right, so in that piece, he mentioned Grover Cleveland married his adapt adopted daughter. And on the text board, someone was not too happy with that statement, saying 
stop with the misinformation. Francis Cleveland was Grover's legal ward, not an adopted daughter. Check the facts. So, of course, I went and looked at it. And, okay, maybe not adopted daughter, but he was her legal guardian because her father passed away when she was 11. Ten years later, they got married. Now, in the piece also, it said that Grover Cleveland had an infatuation with her from right after she was born. She, he bought her a brand new baby carriage and was always over the top when he would go visit his friend, who again passed away when she was 11. His friend did not have a will, so the courts made Grover Cleveland her legal guardian. So if you want to split hairs, I guess the texter is correct. But can we all agree still? It's a little weird. A, he's 27 years older than her. She is, by the way, still the youngest first lady to ever hold the position at 21 years old. But Grover Cleveland, 27 when she was born. And uh, if I'm doing my math right, he was 54 when they got married. If I'm doing, yeah, or 48, I don't know. But still, it, the story's just a little creepy. I think we can agree on that. Maybe not. But I wanted to point that out. I wanted to uh, show that I did some, some research before the show. Now, the convention center. All over the news again last week, the county executive and others proposed a plan, showed the results of a study, that recommends Buffalo, the new Buffalo Convention Center should be built on Delaware Avenue. Now, we still have a convention center, by the way. It's behind the Statler, the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. That hosts, I think it was 12 to 14 events a year. And I've always said, I have always said, that if you're going to put all this money, not only into the study of a new convention center, which they've already done, but into a new convention center, that don't you want, is it just me, or don't you want promises from event coordinators? Like, if you build this, we will have our convention there. We will have in a yearly event there. Because in my opinion, and if you disagree, 803-0930, Star 930, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, always open at 3930. But if I'm going to go through and put all of this money, again, taxpaying money, into a new convention center, I want to know that once this convention center opens up, it's not going to be the same events that we have at the old one. Obviously, you want those same events to continue at the new convention center, but you want, in my opinion the promise of at least two or three new ones that will annually come to Buffalo because of the new convention center. If you don't have those promises, I don't understand going through all the work. Maybe, and this might be hard to believe, and I'm sorry, some people aren't going to like to hear this, maybe Buffalo's not the desirable place for that attraction. Maybe it's not. Maybe that event likes being in Orlando.
in Philadelphia, in Cleveland, in New York City, in Las Vegas. So I think just being Buffalo, and I love Buffalo, but just being Buffalo, New York might be a reason that events don't come here. And you're never going to be able to get rid of that. Okay, so any event that's at the Orlando Convention Center, let's just assume that's not moving to Buffalo. Okay, but there are events in Cleveland, in Pittsburgh, that, hey, maybe they want to take a year off and come to Buffalo. Again, I would get that promise from the people that coordinate the event. I would have written letters saying, we would love to bring our event to Buffalo. But here's our issue, convention center, hotel space. If these are addressed, we promise to bring such an event on this year, this year, and this year. I think without that, it's kind of like, hey, look at this new convention center, but no promise of anything else. And then what do we say three or four years after this convention center has been built and it's still the same events we have now? Again, great events. We don't want any of them to leave. But if we're not drawing in new attractions, why put all of this money into a convention center? That's where I stand. But I might be starting to turn just a little bit after I, I read this article from the Buffalo News three years ago. I will go over that with you when we come back. It's Joe Beamer in for Sandy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
Welcome back. Joe Beamer in for Sandy Beach here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hope everyone is having a great President's Day. Maybe if you are having it, uh, enjoying the day off of work, or maybe you're like me and you're at work. Whatever the case may be, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we are talking the convention center this hour. Uh, it was in the news a lot last week. Uh, they made the plans, or I'm sorry, revealed the results of a study that says the convention center should be put on Delaware Avenue. That was the site and showed proposed hotels and all stuff like that. Um, and like I said, I have been, show me what will come to Buffalo if this new convention center is put there. Tell me what event will regularly visit Buffalo, New York because of the new convention center. I'm not one to say, let me spend all this money and then hope an event comes because of the new convention center. I want it written. I want it in paper for all of us, the people who will be funding this convention center, for all of us to see. You know, before we put all this money into it, let's see what will be added to the events in Buffalo. Okay, like I said, there's events out there. They're just not going to come to Buffalo, no matter how nice the convention center is convention center is but yes downtown buffalo has been overhauled it looks great down there there's a lot of stuff to do so i'm sure if you sell the city well you might be able to bring in an event or two but i think we should have that in writing or just some sort of idea of what we're adding before we bring before we put all this money down on a new convention center just to leave another empty building downtown. So went back in the archives, found this article from May 3rd, 2017 uh, in the Buffalo News. And it talks about someone who came to Buffalo to see if Buffalo would make a good convention uh, spot. So let me just read from the article. Michelle Smith came to Buffalo last fall, which would have been 2016 when this article was written, and she was hoping that Buffalo would make a good convention spot. She had read about Buffalo's renaissance, heard about the flurry of new development, downtown especially, and witnessed the improvements to Canal Side. So she was coming to Buffalo with the idea that her event could be here. This would be a good convention spot. Well, she went to the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center, and by the time she left, she crossed Buffalo off her list of possible convention destinations. Here is what was missing from the convention center. Curb appeal, amenities, lighting, layout design. They all fell short. And she was quoted in the article as saying, we're ruling it out for anything in the future until we hear some good news. She said, there would have been some considerable improvements. There has to be some considerable improvements for us to consider it for our annual conference. So here was someone that was going to put Buffalo on a list of finalists for the convention she was part of. But because of the curb appeal, amenities, lighting, and layout design, Buffalo was crossed off the list. Okay, 
So let's look at that. And instead of jumping to the conclusion that the first thing you have to do is build a brand new convention center, let's look at what she listed. Curb appeal. Yes, the current convention center is ugly. It's straight out of the 1970s. I get that. Right now, for that part of downtown, it kind of blends in nice because all of the buildings around there kind of look the same. Um, but yes, it does not have the best curb appeal. And I don't care that the video monitor is on the front. It still looks pretty bad. Not a lot of natural lighting when you first walk in. Um, but that is something that if they put the money into the current convention center that's already in the current spot, they could definitely renovate, right? They could change the outside of the convention center. They could make additions to it so it's more curb appealing. So in my book, curb appeal, you don't instantly say, okay, let's tear this down and build the new one. Number two, she mentioned amenities. Yeah, that's no matter where the convention center is built, you're going to have to add hotels, some more restaurants. Yeah, we have a lot of nice stuff downtown now and more and more as time goes on. We've seen 716 open, the Labatt House open, the Marriott open, Courtyard. Yet we've seen all these nice things continue to come downtown. Um, but if they add a new convention center, you're going to need more hotels. You're going to have to have a place to house these people when they come to town for the convention. So that's something that, again, if it was me, I would want to address before I put the money into the convention center. The lighting and the layout design. I looked at some of the pictures in this article. The lighting in the convention center is brutal. Now, you go to the main show floor where they have the disco, the car show, They've made some nice adjustments to the lighting there, but in the hallways, in the main foyer, remember, everything is first impression, which I'm glad isn't true for me because I think a lot of people would have turned the show off, uh, you know, when I first filled in. Um, but when you walk into a convention center, you're going to remember that first impression. You know, think of the first time you walked into a baseball stadium. What's the first thing you remember? walking through that gate into the concourse area. And it's pretty brutal at the current convention center. I'll give you that. But that is something, again, we've seen with the Bill Stadium, with renovations, you can fix that. You can make that a better first impression entrance. It'll take a lot of work, but you can do that with the current convention center. You can fix the lighting issue in the current convention center. And then the layout design. Yes. One thing about some of the floors of the convention center. Um, I forgot which one it was. Let me take a quick look. The ballroom, yet yeah, the ceiling is a little low. I've never noticed that until I saw this picture. The ceiling of the convention center ballroom is quite low. That might that might be an issue. Like I said, I read through this article. I'm starting to turn a little bit on the convention center. Now I'm starting to see, okay, okay, you've made the case that the current convention center 
needs either a lot of work or to be replaced. But for me, and I'd like to hear from you, 803-0930, star 930. But for me, I still want to know what is going to come to the new convention center. Okay? We, we, we have some great events at the current one. All right? The world's largest disco. That is a great event. I'm sure it would be even better in a new convention center. Don't get me wrong. The, the, uh, the car show, the home show. We have some great events that people look forward to every year at the current convention center. And we don't want any of those to go away. And I, I'm guessing they wouldn't if there was a new convention center. But what are you adding to that? To me, that's a very important question. I'd like to hear from you. What, where do you stand on the convention center? And are you like me? Because a month ago, I believe I did a show on it. I said this convention center talk is a waste of time. It, the study was a waste of money. And all this talk of the convention center is a waste of time. But you know what? I can admit when I'm wrong. I'm not there yet. But I am starting to turn. I am starting to say, you know what? This convention center we have now needs a lot of work. And I look around to ones they've mentioned in this article. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, even Albany with newer convention centers. Okay. And those convention centers have brought in some very nice events that have paid off for the cities they are in. If there's one thing I'm for, it's for Buffalo being able to benefit. More people visiting Buffalo is obviously a positive for anyone listening to my voice right now. But I just want to see proof that those events are coming. As I started off this topic, if you build a new convention center and four years later, we're still only talking about the events we have now, did we get out of it what we wanted? The events we have now are great. But if that's all that wants to come to Buffalo, wouldn't a renovation to the current convention center suffice? 803-0930. Star 930. More after this. Meanwhile, we're talking about the Convention Center. Yes, the Convention Center is becoming the new NY27. Something that's being talked about on a daily basis around here. But the plan came out that released the studies, I'm sorry, released the studies Results that say a new convention center would be best on Delaware Avenue. We had that for you last week. I went back into the archives and found this article about someone who won, who was looking at possible convention cities. And after seeing the current convention center uh, marked Buffalo off that list and listed a, a few things. And I found that interesting. And like I said, I am one, I like to do my research, okay? And... If I'm wrong, or if my mind has started to change, you will be the first ones I tell. I am very upfront about being wrong. I look to be, I I don't look to be wrong, but I look to make sure I'm not wrong. And if I am, I admit it. But now, after me saying for months that I think all this convention center talk is a waste of time, 
It's not going to bring the profits to Buffalo that they think. I'm still somewhat there. But after reading this, I'm starting to wobble a little bit. Because my entire thing was, if you're going to build a brand new convention center and leave another convention center empty downtown, tell me something will be there. Tell me we are going to have more in this new convention center than we have in the old one. And after reading this, obviously people are considering Buffalo. They've gone to Buffalo to scope out the Niagara, the Buffalo-Niagara Convention Center. And that was the reason they didn't have their event. But I want people like this saying, if this new convention center is built, we will bring our event there. You have our word that our event will come here this year, this year, and this year. If you can get me more events and more people downtown, which should be the reason we build a new convention center, then I'm all in. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 